Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. And we are joined today by Thomas the Tank Engine. No, we are are joined by Jessica Pidsley. Hello. And you are a mother of one. I am. An actor. The mother of one is actually real because we have a live baby. (laughs) A live baby. A real live baby joining us on the podcast Providing sound effects. So you're an actor, a mother, a performer, a writer, and soon to be... Hip hop artist. Oh, sure. Oh. A hip hop collective one. I like the fact that mother came second. Normally, it's like you're a mother first before mm. anything professional. Um, so, like, it's really, I'm really glad you sandwiched that in there. Um, yeah, it's sure. almost like you're a real person. I isn't know. It? How, how and did a you mother. Do that? You no. just totally just made me feel like I was more than just the give, giver of birth. You're well, more than womb and boobs. I know. There That's we really go. Nice. Obviously, having a child is the most important and best thing you've ever done, Jessica. Obviously. 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 Uh, You have actually written a book, haven't you? I did, I did. What's it called? Well, it's called uh, Jessica Pidsley's Imperfections, and it's um, a perfectionist guide to becoming imperfect. Um, And it started because I um, I was writing a blog one day, as you do, um, and uh, I, I was suddenly writing about the idea that, like, it's so difficult to always, to, to just allow yourself not to be perfect the whole time I'm not but, saying I am you, you probably find that no Ellie would you <laughs> <laughs> what's so funny is that so so how it works is Helen sends and Helen usually writes the running orders for the show right yeah. and then yeah and then I sort of go through them and I sort of I, I edit a little bit and just clean up the odd typo so she sent it through Jessica with the book title Jessica Pidsley's you corrected the error in the book and I corrected I the error that. in the book title you're, you're the sort of person that needs to read the book <laughs> But you're the sort of person that would read the book hating it because I kept all the errors in. The whole point of the book. She would tisk. I know, exactly. Tusk. And that's exactly what it's in. And I bet I've spelt there probably T H E R E. Oh, God, oh, that drives me up the wall. I you really cope. need to I read can't it. cope with that. No, no, the, the no, reason, no, no. The reason that I wanted to sort of challenge my, Yes, thank you, my darling. The reason I wanted to sort of challenge myself was to see if I could put something imperfect out into the world. Um, yeah. and and see what it felt like to, to encourage other people to say, look, that thing that you want to do, that book you want to write, that idea you have that you want to do, that you keep not doing because you're scared it won't be good enough, write it anyway. Yeah. Do it anyway. Yeah. See what happens. So how, um, how did it work out? Yeah, it was it was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the thing is, is like... Um, 
I, I think it, I mean, I don't really know because I only edited it once and then I put it out there. But the feedback from it was really, I think a lot of people found it really reassuringly human. I, I would probably read it and not notice any of the uh, <laughs> This is perfect. Um, so, so that's ace. And uh, now you were talking about blogs. You, you now write your own mother yeah. blog. Yeah. What's that called? That's called Mother Courage, but yeah. it's spelled M-U-T-H-A. Mother. Like bad mother. And tell us about that. Um, well, basically, Mother Courage was an idea that I came up with two days before I had um, Albert, two days before I went into labour. And um, I sort of thought it would be really, really good to set up something so I could talk about parenting, you know, especially as a comedian. I thought, yeah, it'd be great to have a have a voice in it and a forum for that. But then um, three days after I gave birth to Albert, I gave birth to him at home in a pool. Very nice. He's no birthing. Very good. Yeah, not smug, but just... Uh, <laughs> Just a bit. Just, just, just a proud. proud. Just proud. It's yeah. a fine line, though, isn't it? It's a fine line. Proud to the point of sort of smugness. Um, and, uh, yeah, but, you know, just, just to counteract the smugness, then three days after, I um, got postpartum psychosis. So, right. yeah, as there you do. That will yeah, take the shine do. off, I've heard. I know, yeah. I know, yeah. That, that can do it. It's a bit of a party pooper. Um, but so that then Mother Courage sort of took a bit of a hiatus for a mm-hmm. couple of months um but then obviously when I started and um, when I was recovering and when I was writing again I started writing about my experience of postpartum psychosis and so then mother courage was born in that sense mm. and I realized that actually it was a really really apt name considering what I'd just been through and yeah amazing mm, all of that so mm. yeah it almost was strangely relevant suddenly just 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 to round things up so then you thought let's just get this straight so you thought right what i'll do is i'll have a child write a book write a blog uh cope with postpartum psychosis and then i'll do a stage show yeah that's because i haven't i haven't achieved enough in the last six months (laughs) i've got a bit bored yeah (laughs) yeah i was like right nappies feeding write a show obviously isn't that what you do show yes that's i mean people said you didn't have much time and i felt like i had quite a lot of time on my hands so i thought right i better do uh fill it yeah, yeah. So, uh, but no I went I went to a lot of these classes these sort of baby classes and um, I was just sitting there looking around at all these other women just cringing like with this full smile on their face singing these really cringy songs and I was mm. just like am I the only one here feeling like an absolute no, no you're not <laughs> so I was like right okay I, I want to write something where people can come along with their babies and we can laugh about the things that we're all pretending aren't funny because we're pretending mm. that they're serious yeah or that they matter and like because mm. I was thinking like when I ch- chatted to some people because I was like sort of why are you here and all that because I think a lot of us thought maybe they're our child's developing but I mean I was just looking at Albert vomiting on various yoga mats <laughs> just thinking this is not aiding his development I'm pretty no. sure and he's looking at me kind of singing these songs going seriously what yeah. what yeah. are you doing and they can be overly sincere it's like yeah. welcome everybody yeah. welcome your baby tell us about your oh. week how old are they and they and they speak to you like you're the baby and I'm just sitting there like I remember in one <laughs> yoga because I had my first baby in Cambridge she's like now let's all hug our wounds oh. <laughs> But you see, I that don't mind would. that. I love wound hugging Ooh. as long as there's a as long as there's a acknowledgement that that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I don't no. mind hugging my womb. See, yeah, I'm so quite. I'm, I'm a bit. Somebody... Baby. I do meditation and stuff, yeah. but that I struggle with. I remember I, I did a meditation class once in Bali, and and the guy was like, uh, smiling in your liver area, smiling in your stomach area, smiling in your sexual area. <laughs> and I was like, I'm struggling with this. Oh, I don't know. You're like, I'm out of it. it I'm yeah. out. <laughs> 
think I'm done. I think that's where my line is, so to speak. I love that it's a section area. Yeah. It's been so technical about the rest. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so did the show come out of the blog or out of the book? Or what? what it was the called show, Bring a Bottle. Yeah, so right? Bring a Bottle, um, a stimulating hour for people who happen to be parents. And um, yeah, so no, the blog was really separate. The blog was much more about like, Recap, recounting and working out the whole psychosis thing, mm. and then the the show was really just because I'd really wanted to do that ever since before I had a baby. I thought it'd be brilliant to have Albert on a sling or have a, my baby on a sling doing stand up. I just thought mm. that'd be like totally cool. Yeah, <laughs> isn't it like isn't it like having a heckler strapped to you? Like it doesn't luckily, just shout at you luckily, the whole thing. luckily, not so much. The hecklers were like all the other babies in the audience who were just like. <laughs> And like my husband directs me and I said like really what I should have done is just set my husband Matt up and just said right can you scream in my face for an hour and like <laughs> let's just rehearse that. That is how Helen and I practice dealing with hecklers. I just go ah! at her for an hour and a half it's and a she cries. Yeah. yeah yeah no it works really great. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's good. But how great. do you do it because obviously we Helen and I did a show in Brighton where we had a, a lovely drunk Scotsman <laughs> shout at us for an hour for a full just commenting on what he thought of our performance our Amazing. jokes our, our breasts. Yes yeah. Yeah. Sure. I can't do a Scottish well, accent. No, obviously. just try. Yeah. Lovely breath. Oh, God. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. That was. Have you ever seen a children's cartoon called The Family Nest? No. That was sub that. The accent oh, was not as yes. good as The Family the Nest. The Family Nest, that was really old school. Yeah, yeah. That was te- cool. Oh, that was God. good. Every episode I tried a, a new accent and every episode... I, I have to edit it out <laughs> because it's racist quite often. Uh, I unintentionally, but it nonetheless. staggering. Thank um, you. See, she, I've got commitment to bad actors. Didn't say, yeah. Yeah, you can have commitment to anything, my darling. Do you know what I mean? You can have commitment to heroin. It doesn't mean it's a good idea. Um, but uh, how, how do you deal when babies cry during your show? Do you ignore it? louder. Do you carry on? I just got louder. <laughs> well, no, well, it, it, it depends. Exhibit. It depends. Like you'll know, there are some people in, in your audience that you have to ignore and there is because it's better than engaging with them. Yeah. And there are some people that you have to that you have to you know some comments that you have to deal with so basically when it was a little heckle from a baby you know i dealt with them i had a chat with them Mm. i sorted them out Um, but if it was like 30 babies it's like yeah exactly do you remember that's it you eat your your carrot stick (laughs) just for the record it is an organic carrot stick wow (laughs) i just don't want people judging me that i'm giving giving my baby giant what's it we do have what's it in a green packet my love i'm sorry to tell you i've I've seen behind the scenes these marketing people are clever yeah that's that's brilliant so you mentioned before that you've been through postpartum psychosis did you cover that in the show or was that too Um, sort of well basically no 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 (laughs) just talk about it all like um i i had a little bit about it at the end but by that stage the babies really the room was getting hotter the babies were getting louder and i thought this actually isn't the time to talk about quite a delicate intricate subject because you know like when you're creating a show that's where they're not babies in the audience you have that arc and you take the audience with you and then at the end you have the sort of poignancy and the well you might not i don't know yeah yeah you should have an arc yeah we we, yeah (laughs) exactly so you take them to the sort of beautiful hurdle at the end and um yeah but that, well, i soon realized like i learned a lot doing that first show for babies and adults so I, I was sort of like yeah just just keep that stuff out basically and, and the show was a hit i think so yes yeah i sent i sent out an email just saying like tell me honestly you know just say at the start of the email yes or a lovely one-off and I said if you say it's a lovely one-off believe me that's a lot less work for me I'd be delighted mm. yeah. um, but people genuinely seem to want more so 
I'm just um, in talks with the venue to see if I can get get some more going. So how old is Albert now? Albert's eight months. Right. He just looks like a toddler. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like forever going, yeah, he's on the 98th percentile. Do <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so people know what that means? That's it, eat that bread. So you um, said it was it was just three days after you had him that Yeah, three days that it feel... started. Yeah. yeah, and basically just the, the turnaround was really, really quick because I didn't know what was normal because I'd never had a baby before. Mm. Um, and so I'd heard about the baby blues and so I was like, oh, maybe that's what this is. But I was going like, really high really hyper and like manic and then really low and so I was like I, re- I remember saying to one mid- midwife like this feels like the baby black and blues I mm. said this feels like oblivion yeah and so like at that point I think for everyone around me the alarm bells were like okay yeah. <laughs> this is someone that I, I I talked non-stop to the midwife for an hour yeah right she didn't even have a look in you know and it was I was like so intense and full on mm. so what's the kind of what's the next step with that then do they say to you look we think you might have psychosis or how does it no, work no no it it didn't happen like that at all so basically lots of you know you have different midwives coming round or and it was just midwives at that stage and um a few of them they were coming round to weigh Albert and check because he he looked like he might have some jaundice and stuff mm-hmm. and they they noticed that things weren't okay with me and they were going to leave it a day and come back but of course, a day in the world of psychosis is a long time because mm. it escalates so quickly. Now, like I always say, luckily, but it sounds a bit weird because I like luckily Albert got jaundice, um, so it meant that we had to go to hospital with him. So I was at this stage already. I was finding it very hard with transitions. I was having like panic attacks, and I couldn't, you know, I find it very hard to do anything or leave the house or mm. anything, even though I desperately wanted to because the psychosis had already started. And so we got him into hospital, and as soon as we were there, he had to stay about three nights. And as soon as we were there, everyone knew there was something really not right with with me, really not right. And it just got worse and worse and worse to the point where I was like having terror attacks then, and like um, hallucination, really imagining like this uh, the thing I called it um, outside of my room, and you know I couldn't I couldn't eat I couldn't sleep I'd, I'd slept. By the time I got, um, we then, then the crisis team, are you right, darling? <laughs> the crisis team were called and then I got t- sent to um, Hackney, the uh, mother and baby unit in Hackney. It could have been sent anywhere in the country, but luckily in London where we had friends. And um, yeah, when I got there, I'd slept nine hours and 11 days. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that will that will that send will, anyone. That will do it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is like psychosis latches onto your active fear. So like, I was really scared of um, not getting any sleep because the minute I was pregnant, everyone went, "Get your sleep while you can," yeah. or like, "You'll never sleep again." And so that what people say to pregnant women is really important. Like, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. shut up because actually, if you hear things like that enough, and you're very vulnerable, mm. that when I was ill, that. I obviously latched onto that idea and then I couldn't sleep. Mm. And it, I mean, I know it's a, a cycle, you know, you're not getting much sleep, but also um, the illness was stopping me sleeping. But still, it was like, it was so, so intense. And I had, basically, for people that don't know what psychosis is, if you think um, manic depression, bipolar, um, Tourette's, schizophrenia, 
all rolled into one. Wow. Like what a is... horrendous cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Like oh, one of those gosh. really, yeah. the one that gives you a really bad hangover. So right. like, like a one man band. So yeah. you could do Both. everything at once. Exactly. Yeah. You're just yeah. like that playing the Tourette's harmonica. Yeah. And a little bit, boom, of, boom, boom. bit of the yeah. bipolar drum. Yeah. And you've got all that while having to cope with having just become a mother, having yeah. been through childbirth, having perhaps coping with breastfeeding. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I was breastfeeding at the time and everything as well. Mm. And also Ooh. I was terrified that Albert was going to get taken away from me. Yeah. And it was very close like a couple of times they were nearly going to call the police because I was like then going to pose a risk to myself or yeah you know it was just getting to that stage so mm. um, but it was it was it was hellish and it was it was so intense and it took me two months in a mother and baby unit to recover um, but there was amazing things that came out of it as well which you don't normally hear about mm. um, you know so that's that's something I always take from it is like mm what it taught me you know we were we've had a little chat about some of the self-help stuff like all my self-help things about all this shall pass and you know um it is what it is Mm. that stuff kept me going Mm. just held on to that because is it because i'll be honest i'm quite i'm a little bit nervous talking about this because i didn't suffer from psychosis and i'm not a healthcare professional and i haven't read a huge amount about it and i'm sort of you know i think it's great that you're so honest and open and that we can have a chat about it because i'm i'm sort of like i don't totally understand what it even is 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 it a chemical imbalance yeah well i think there's still not loads known about it and i think you're right to talk about how difficult it is to talk about it because i think that's that's the big the massive like psychotic elephant in the room is like nobody knows quite how to how to start the conversation and and the thing is 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 i what they think it is is that it's when you've um the rush of hormones that you have when you first give birth and all that oxytocin and all of those hormones going around in your body that linked in with um then a a sort of changing your sleep patterns and things like that Mm. that that combination can trigger psychotic episode Mm. so why it's postpartum psychosis obviously because it's to do with that moment just after having giving birth where everything in your body completely changes Mm. but you know the scary thing is like could it happen again Mm. you know was this the first of several episodes that aren't even necessarily postpartum you know it's it's a really not masses known about it so and it could cut. I, I do know women who've had postnatal depression who, who had never had no history of depression. It was no. not something they were worried about. It was something they'd heard of, but they weren't, you know. And it just it just hit them like a train. Yeah. Was it like that for you? Yeah, well, because I'd heard of postnatal depression, but this was like something completely other. Right. Like, and that was the thing. Like, I'd read books um, on pregnancy and stuff, and I, but I just had no idea what it was. And so my mission, if you like, at the moment is just so that people have heard of it. So if nothing else, if they if they realise that something isn't quite right, that it's in the mix. Because the moment somebody said to me, it was actually my husband's sister, who's a doctor, said to my husband, I think she might have postpartum psychosis. I've been looking it up. And as soon as my husband said that to me, I went, that's it. Mm. That's what I've got. And I went, so it's not me then. Mm. and the minute i knew that i got this mantra and it was i'm jessica i have postpartum psychosis it is not my fault and i said that thousands of times but it's nice that you're wearing that on your t-shirt today yeah exactly (laughs) you know right across my lovely breasts (laughs) but what what is the difference between postnatal depression and postpartum psychosis well that thing of like the depression they obviously they both happen after you've had a baby but the but I mean, again, I'm not an expert, so this is just my understanding of it. Depression is is something where you're not having the hypermania, so you're you're da- you're going down, if you like, rather than up and down. Mm-hmm. So whereas with with 
postnatal depression, I think it's very much something where you're going more and more insular, more and more withdraw, more and more down and within. Mm. Uh, postpartum psychosis is more like hypermanic episodes, feeling like you're the Buddha, and yeah. like, oh my God, I, I had these amazing. I kept saying to my husband, "You never need to work another day in your life," and like all this wow. sort of stuff. I know I felt amazing. I had this empire in my mind of everything I was going to have and do. I'm, I mean, it, it boosted my ego no end. After <laughs> afterwards, I was a bit like. Okay, cool. Um, but you know, I, I wrote. I was writing reams and reams of notes. I wrote like eleven envelopes full of writing. You know, mm. but most of it's <laughs> unusable. Yeah. But it's amazing to have insight going back and looking at some of that stuff. So, what support did you have when you were were going through well, this? I had the um, the crisis team um, from Norwich that came to the hospital, and they took me to Hackney. Mm-hmm. They found me a mother and baby unit, and um, the the journey that should have taken two hours took six hours because of me (laughs) being psychotic and like completely stalling and stopping the stopping the journey all the time and um then when I got to I got to the mother and baby unit in Hackney at Homerton and I was there for two months Mm -hmm. and so I had all the help from all the psychiatric nurses from the nursery nurses and consultant psychiatrists and doctors and then and then the support, immense support of my husband and my family mm. and my urban family, like massive. I mean, they're all urban family now because they're not just friends. Yeah. Cause you go through something like that and you're just like, okay, you're, you're more than that. Yeah. You know, and the support of Albert as well, who like was just completely awesome throughout the whole thing. He, he did, he did all the right things at all the right time. And I know that sounds weird because he's a baby, but he, he didn't, he didn't fuss he just kept he kept quiet when he needed to mm. and he he was completely my rock and you know <laughs> the fact that we could stay together throughout that whole process has made everything in terms of my recovery so much easier mm. and and I know I was you know sort of joking about the smug birth but because he had such a gentle calm birth and because it was at home and because it was the exactly the birth I practiced for and wanted it meant that I didn't feel that guilt about him I knew he'd had the best start and I knew mm. you know but you know there were times when it was really ch- really challenging when I told her was I told her we couldn't breastfeed anymore I was devastated mm. absolutely devastated and but and I now eight months on it looks like your your bond is as strong as yeah, anything you exactly know, and look at him eating that bread look yeah. at him <laughs> this yeah. is not a hungry baby yeah. <laughs> no he's I, well fed I, I'm just literally giving him <laughs> slices and slices of bread that, you, you can hear the growls in the background that's that's um that's got to last him a week yeah <laughs> he's like a duck yeah he just loves it loves the crust um and i guess where can people find out more about um postpartum psychosis well i, I mean really i think the best thing to do is just google it and yeah. uh, just just type it into the internet and you'll find stuff and and also anyone that wants to know what it is like from within or anyone that know, wants to know more about it from like a, a patient's perspective if you like or my perspective then they can visit Mother Courage uh, blogspot uh, okay. and we'll put that on the yeah. website and just I want to say like if, if you if you think you might be suffering from this or if, you, if you've if you got a friend who's just had a baby and you yeah. think oh like what's the yeah, don't, I'm don't, guessing... don't go up to a new mum and just go I think you've got psychosis yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, are word psychotic of you are seriously psychotic. equally <laughs> going up and going I just pull yourself together come on no. have a biscuit watch Deal or No Deal you'll be fine by dawn <laughs> yeah do not watch Deal or No Deal if yeah. you're psychotic <laughs> When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I know the answers. I know. There's a million pound in there. There's a million pound. It's not even an option. There's a million pound in there. Um, so what 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 is like how should you approach that if you think you know someone who's who's suffering? I think if if I think the thing is to talk to the people around that person. Right. Mm. Because actually when you're going through that there are only a couple of people that you really want to talk to. The yeah. rest are, th- are a threat. Mm. So often the partner or husband or you know you know whoever it is that's very close to them they're a good person to talk to because you can just say you know are you aware of this um uh, because actually the person themselves especially if they are going through that they're not the ones that actually probably want to hear it straight away mm. and they they could be a lot more resistant i mean i wasn't so resistant to it because i, I had a good understanding of mental health before mm. and also i was very open to i'm very open to all that sort of stuff but my husband was terrified to mention it to me mm. because i wasn't me and he, and he didn't actually know if he was ever going to see me again he That's really didn't yeah wow and, and i mean I, I i left my house to go to the hospital with him after he was seven days old and i didn't step foot in my house again for two months Mm. and when I stepped foot back through my front door I didn't know if I'd ever do that again I mean I really didn't it was it's a it's a horrific it's a horrifically terrifying thing I mean in in terms of like oh my first couple of months as a parent what will it look like (laughs) that was not it (laughs) you know but it does prepare you for being a parent because you go there's no such thing like you cannot live in the future with when you've got a baby. Mm. You can't anyway. Mm. But especially when you've got a baby, you don't know what they're going to be doing in a month or two months. Or you have to go with it. Mm. You have to let yourself. You have to reduce your resistance to it and just go, um, mm. and just see see what happens. And how are you doing now? I think I'm all right. <laughs> I think I'm all right. Yeah, you yeah. said when you said that, no, you're a bit concerned. No, no. no. So this no. hypomania is like still happening. No, I mean you. Yeah, you, you look. 
you look great to me but again I, I'm Thank aware you. from just knowing people who've had postnatal depression even that sometimes people look fine on the outside no. but it's it's sometimes a day to day thing yeah. it's an ongoing yeah work well, I mean progress. I always say that like my recovery is ongoing and I, I think it's really important to, to feel that way because I mean I'm still working it all out and stuff but what I would say is that I definitely I feel much more like myself I've because what I was terrified of is I'm quite high as a person anyway so I was terrified like when we were going used to go into ward round every week where they talk to you about your medication and leave and stuff and I used to just say like I'm really scared that you're going to medicate my personality and be like she's a bit high let's give her some more drugs yeah. so I was like that's me so they had to keep asking my husband like is this not yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah like that yeah they had to keep asking my husband if it was normal so you've, you've gone you went through this for two months yeah yeah and then recently you've written a show called Bring a Bottle so yeah. and, and this is a comedy show yeah yeah so, so it's comedy it's a comedy show but it's what I, how I build it is an entertaining hour, a stimulating hour of comedy and entertainment for people who happen to be parents. Yes. So, you know, because, I mean, I just found that as soon as I became a mum, everyone was like, oh, who's this? Albert. Oh, who are you? Don't care. Yeah, you know, it was just like, um, and I think a lot of people then become like Albert's mum. So, yeah. or matilda's mum or you know so i thought actually it's really really lovely to have a show where their parents can come along and they can have a laugh about stuff that i got i I, when i sent out some emails just saying you know seeing how people had enjoyed it and stuff a couple of ones that came back i really loved somebody said it put a a spring in my sleep deprived step which i loved and somebody else said it helped me laugh about things in the afternoon i've been crying about in the morning (laughs) and i thought so nice that's what I wanted to do, you know, yeah. so that they all feel like, oh yeah, I feel like that as well, mm. yeah, because yeah. everyone wants to look like they're doing okay, and that's totally understandable. But at the same time, we all have our yeah. <laughs> this know. is what me and Helen. One of the reasons we do the podcast, we're trying to say we are not okay. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the state of this us. This is a cry for help. Yes, <laughs> we are not waving. We are drowning. That's just to be clear. Yeah, <laughs> it's and important it, though. But yeah. it's important that you know that it isn't all because there's so much pressure and it gets so serious and it's all like what stage they're at and are they doing this and are they doing that and actually like they're fine and like we're all loving caring i think are we yes loving caring Uh, mostly yeah Yeah. questionable to our our children yes to our husbands not so much sometimes yeah (laughs) screw those guys you did (laughs) oh yeah that's what got me into this mess exactly (laughs) (laughs) so yeah did you find it easy to get back into writing and performing having gone through that huge life-changing experience yeah because I think in a way because of the psychosis I never stopped because I was like constantly writing and stuff so and then when I got back part of my process if you like part of my recovery was to then write the blog so I was writing all the time then so really I mean and Albert thank goodness was really helpful and just would like come along with me and when I was writing and sleep (laughs) which was really handy like now he's getting older I don't know if that's as possible but I just wanted to do the show at least once to have done it and see yeah. if I could do it and for it to be done. Mm. So, you know. Well yeah. done. Congratulations. I think you're working. You just find ways. Like we started the podcast yeah. when our, well, you already had Matilda and then mm. our boys were two, just turned yeah. two, yeah. I think. That's it. So, yeah. That's like just... a really like high intensity time as well when they're running about and doing all this, getting yeah, into that, everything. Yeah, that's why we wanted to get away from them. That's yes. a great <laughs> Right, let's do a podcast yeah. where we drink wine. Yeah. Let's yeah. just do what we always do, which is sit around with people we like <laughs> drinking booze, but let's record it and then tell our husbands it's uh, it's uh, serious creative work. It's art, that's right. But mm. that's the thing, like so many people when I got back said, oh, you know, I'm glad that's over and you can put that behind you now. And I, I'm a firm believer in the fact that, well, 
it's I can't mm. and it's, yeah. and even though I can recover and even I don't I don't want to in a way it's like it's part of who I am it's part of who I've been and you know it's time to put it beside me if anything like mm. so I, you know I, I'm a big believer in writing about after the event as well as you know sure. as well as during mm. yeah now so yeah so you've got you've got the blog you've got the show you've got the book and tell us about the hip-hop, which sure. I'm particularly intrigued Well, you by. know, I just suddenly realised that, you know, there was something missing in my repertoire. Yes. <laughs> and I'd call myself Mother Courage, so the next step was obviously to create a hip-hop collective. Makes perfect oh, sense. Why wouldn't we you? Should, we should have generated her a DJ name, Illy. Oh, we should have. I thought you were going to say, we should start a hip-hop collective, Helen. Hold on, I was going to say, no. We can have a, we can have a no, rap-off. No, 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 we can't. No, we can't. We, Come we, on with her. No, 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 no. We have no, walked down, down that before. street before. There is, there is some you know we try to be quite relaxed and quite informal about this podcast but there are some there are some hard and fast rules i insist on no one is helen is not allowed to do accents and another is no one may rap (laughs) there will be no rapping no no beatboxing no riffing no no none of that face-offs no, because uh, we did it once. We did like a, a rap, oh, a rap for our, uh, festival special. I'm sensing trauma. I don't know why. Oh, yeah, it <laughs> was the worst thing. I just just to give you a taste of the rap included the word taramasalata. <laughs> Just I love middle class rap. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, no, but I'm sure. I'm sure yours is very good. Puff Daddy would have been so pleased. Yeah. So we're called the 50th percentiles, and we're doing hip hop for tots. Oh. So um, we've got some of our some of our tracks that we're laying down. <laughs> include um, include uh, digital native baby, which is all about social media and Facebook and Twitter. Oh. And um, and shush 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 shut your eyes. Uh, <laughs> Um, and we're going to do videos for them as well and uh, yeah so basically we're going to do videos and get them up and running and then get them onto YouTube have you got a comedy yeah so basically there's there's two guys that I'm working with one of them is the uh, dad of another baby in our NCT group Mm -hmm. and he's a he's an MC and he works all over the country uh, he's a gen- he's the he's the real deal right um, and so he's on board and the other one is a fantastic uh, songwriter and producer mm-hmm. and does lots of stuff with all the big record labels and stuff and oh, so he's fantastic. I so know you got, got the boys I've got a, the lads yeah. I've got the lads um, so yeah we meet up every every couple of weeks and lay down some beats <laughs> Well, I've got the lingo. So watch, watch this space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to play a clip of your... It's very exciting. We don't normally have clips on the podcast. Ooh, no, no, I know. We can give it a little flavour with an yeah. A. <laughs> this, is, this, the, the, this one um, is, is something a tiny bit different from the other ones that we're doing. But this is um, a mock-up of the um, Baz Luhrmann uh, Wear Sunscreen uh, track. And so it's called uh, Wear Factor 50. Don't waste your time being competitive. Sometimes other babies will eat, walk or speak before yours. But this is a marathon, not a sprint. And I can almost guarantee you in a few years, eating, walking and speaking will not be what concerns you about your child. Well, there we go. Life lessons. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fab. Thank you, Jessica. If people want to hear the rest of that track, where can they, where can they hear it? I can't yet. Oh, <laughs> that was an exclusive. It's an exclusive, that's an exclusive oh, premiere, that's, and that's and that's yeah, exactly hot that. Press. So hot, it's it's not even on the press. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, Lava that's the hot. thing. We're we're working out how to how to go about it. But you guys will be one of the first to know. Oh, oh. good, good. You've well, we look forward to it. <laughs> So what is next? You've, you've done. You've done all this creativity. Well, well I decided that um, having had a, 
a lovely birth that I um I wanted to spread the word and so last a couple of months ago I trained to be a hypnobirthing teacher. You seem to have a lot of time. I'm very You're a renaissance woman. (laughs) From hip-hop to hypnotherapy. Exactly. really no stopping her. Yeah, so, yeah, well, the reason reason I wanted to train is because it, it, well, I was going to say it blew my mind, but I thought that might not be a very good advert, given what happened after, but... (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't use that as my tagline. I'm not going to have that as a slogan. Jessica will blow your mind. Exactly. No, but my slogan is, Mother Courage Birthing for the down-to-earth hypnobirth. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, you see what Boom. I did there. Good stop it, Helen. Stop it. <laughs> she already told you. You know what the rule is, Helen. Oh, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna. I'm leaving you. I want a divorce. Uh oh. It only took a bit of hip hop. Is that on the tape? That's, I'm warning you. That's where the line is. That's, that was that's the not. deal. Dr. Phil would say that is the deal breaker. <laughs> you it. can cheat on me. You can become a drug addict. You can steal from me, but do not do hip hop in my presence. I cannot. <laughs> I actually did the hand cake. gestures as well, which can't, they couldn't see that, but I mean, they I were intense. Many thanks. So tell me how hypnobirthing works. I'm, I'm about to give birth. I'm going, ah, oh, this hurts. Well, well, <laughs> well, what I would say to you is, is hypno, how hypnobirthing works there is like, let's rewind the clock for a couple of months. Okay, okay. So, so, so practice, I'm, basically, if you want a hypnobirth, don't turn up at the start of the marathon and not have done any practice. Okay. Mm. Okay, I'm, I'm going with your metaphor here. So, yeah. so when, you, when <laughs> you're about you. five months pregnant, it yeah? doesn't, there's no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you start, as long as it's, as long as you know that it's not something that you can just, it's, it's not about your thinking mind. It's about actually doing techniques prior to the birth that mean that you can switch off your thinking mind so that you let your body take over. Right, okay. You're going to the primal place. See, mm. Ellie's very good at this. She's she's a meditator. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm not. Um, <laughs> is that a euphemism? <laughs> You're like, give me the epidural. <laughs> I'm just always in the present, man. You know. Like, <laughs> but um, so, so how does it work then? Do you give them like... So, um, things to say yeah, well, a or... lot of a lot of well in a way like a lot of hypnobirthing is fear release mm-hmm. actually a lot of it is about looking at the stuff that you're scared of to do with birth and even after the birth and pain and... in my vagina yeah exactly yeah. Okay, okay reducing that right exactly and all that talk of like pain 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 all the time yeah so like looking at your relationship to that mm-hmm. but then also um scripts for deep relaxation and really just making sure that you understand what's actually happening in your body because when you understand it and you're going with it mm. rather than fighting it because there's a there's the the pain tension uh, the fear tension pain response mm-hmm. and what happens is that when you're like scared you tense up and that's when you're in pain it's yeah. like going to the gym and like rather than like doing your nice sort of relaxed you're both looking at me like the gym what yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that do me a favor um, i knew you a know, guy called jim once. is that going is like going to see <laughs> yeah. gym and like instead of just like lifting weights with a relax relaxation if you're lifting them like really really tense it's gonna hurt mm. and you're gonna do yourself like no favors so it's just about <laughs> learning what's happening in your body really so that you can relax it so, go for it so with with hypnobirthing training so what what's the, what are the steps you take with your your woman well so <laughs> with your woman with your lady who well, has so chosen also to it's really important to say that hypnobirthing is really really about the um the woman and her partner mm-hmm. so whether that's a birthing partner or a husband or a boyfriend 
Fantastic. So for should that. they be the ones dangling the stopwatch? You are feeling <laughs> sleepy. Your eyes. Yeah, they, they've are got to do heavy. the Paul McKenna impression. Yeah. 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 Um, and your vagina is a flower. <laughs> your vagina is opening wide. <laughs> Paul, leave it out. It's disgusting. <laughs> your vagina feels nice. Your vagina feels smooth. Your vagina is oil. Can the I baby's get you coming out? The baby's coming out now. The baby's coming out. Can you feel the baby coming out? <laughs> I need to get her to do the voiceovers yeah. for the CDs. <laughs> if you pay her, she'll do anything. <laughs> You're on. You're on. Exactly. So, look, that's that's our that could be our CD idea. If we can't do hip hop, clearly, um, then we could do a hip no birthing. Wait, wait, wait! I've got an idea for you. Yeah, hip hop no birthing. <laughs> Yeah, right. So, like, um, you do you like do the hypnotherapy training, Jessica? Me and Helen come along, and we do hip hop to help <laughs> help the amazing. birth along. Yeah, some because it will caps. be so awful. The woman will just want out of that room. Yeah, but you won't leave. You won't leave until she's given birth. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good. I'll just be going. Mm. Yeah, I mean, oh, I would give birth God. straight away. I mean, I don't even have a baby inside, and I want it out because I think once you start doing hypnotherapy and stuff, you realise that it's not that. Because I think a lot of people are really scared that it is like the Paul McKenna stage show. Yeah. That you're going to be told that you've got no clothes on. And yeah. You know, well, if you're giving birth, you might not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's. I think people get a little bit scared of that. But, yeah, I've done all that sort of stuff. I'm well into... I'll give anything like that a go. Past life regression and all that. Oh, have you done that? Yeah. Who, who, who were you? Who were um, you? I, I was... Um, well, I went back to, like, um, being... Because I grew up in a hotel. And I went back to the, being this little girl in the Victorian era. Where I had, like, a little bonnet on. And I was in the corner because I'd stolen a pebble. <laughs> tragic isn't it and also but this is how this is how I know that it's not real past life because in my head I was going would that happen in the Victorian era like, why would you steal a that, pebble I know why and also would why would you get into trouble for stealing a pebble it's just a pebble maybe it was yeah. a cake <laughs> a pebble cake I don't maybe know. it was a pebble even, cake even, even Albert's looking surprised Albert's <laughs> like mum what are you on yeah no I had a past life as a uh, successful career woman who had a clean tidy house <laughs> and lots of money and had lie in every weekend see it totally doesn't are. exist <laughs> yeah, it's not real it's just a fantasy it's just a dream oh good hypno chat what yeah. have we done Helen we've cracked that nut oh yes. although is that slightly inappropriate for this yeah <laughs> It is now you've said that. Now you've made it awkward. Yes, no, it is I, inappropriate. No, I feel yeah. slightly uh, marginalised. Yeah. Good. Good uh, <laughs> shall I say it again without the... Uh, no, that's going in the edit. That's, <laughs> that's in. That's oh, in. Let me just trample all over those uh, things. Yeah, we've, we've been so careful. We've been really sensitive. Be, yeah. I like the fact you said, you know, we want to be really careful that we deal with it sensitively. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me just say nut. Good. Yeah. We have come to the end of the show, but before oh. we end, I know we've come to that famous part of our show which is the scummy mummy confessions oh is it famous in my head (laughs) Uh, this confession has been sent to us by an anonymous listener oh Oh. oh, so here we go Uh, we took our kids for lunch at a local tavern I like how she says tavern because that's better than a pub isn't it (laughs) (laughs) a local tavern that has just been extensively redecorated and transformed from old school boozer into a fancy gastro pub oh I see well it's a tavern isn't it Uh, we ordered fish and chips for the kids as it always buys us at least five minutes quiet time Uh, I ignored the fact that my son almost six used his bare hands to eat his fish partly because I was impressed he was eating something other than just chips and partly because I was enjoying my beer and (laughs) We're off. <laughs> but I failed to notice until it was too late that he had followed up this class act by rhythmically wiping rhythmically. his greasy hands all over the nearest wall, <laughs> leaving a massive oil stain on the fresh paint. Oh. <laughs> we spent the rest of the meal arguing about whether to fess up to the waitress. Oh. <laughs> 
thank you, lovely listener. Oh, That's that a lovely, nice. uh, lovely confession there. Who needs who needs napkins when you've got a nice a nice wall? To... <laughs> I like the fact that he was doing it rhythmically. Yes, oh, yeah. I can like, see that. Like, do you know? Do you, have you seen the Wicker Man? Like Britt Eklund in the Wicker Man. That's what I imagine. Where she, have you seen where she's slapping the wall naked? No, no. Oh, Google it. It's wonderful. Wonderfully strong piece of artistic cinema. Uh, I'm told by anybody who used to be a teenage boy. Um, my scummy mummy confession is that yesterday I took my little boy for a walk in Dulwich Woods uh, with his dad, all very nice. And there was like, he had his wellies on, there was a big muddy bit with all lot, you know. His dad could be a little bit uptight and a little bit, you know. And, and he was all, now come on, Charlie, be very careful and you must hold my hand and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just just let him go, man. Like, he, it's all about exploring nature and like exploring the woods and let him just like walk, across, walk in the mud. He's got his wellies on, it's cool. At which point, Charlie, of course, fell over flat oh, on no. his face and splattered. <laughs> all his wellies and the welly came off and the sock went straight in and it was absolute carnage and of course we were in the middle of the wood uh, quite away from the car and with neither of us we realised at this point had really been keeping a mental note of where we were in the wood or how to get back to the car well I sort of maintained a straight face and was like well he's learned a lesson he's learned a lesson that's alright and then we had a Not row about uh, how to get back to the car which I won by getting us back to the car so well done. the story has a happy ending oh it does sound like a lovely lovely afternoon what a wonderful Sunday yeah. yes <laughs> Very restful. Oh, Jessica, do you have a confession for us? Ooh, well, um, oh. not an erotic My... one. Let's be clear. <laughs> well, it's slightly erotic. All oh, right, go for your life. Why not? Oh, well, you it. know, because you always sort of just manage. You know, you've got to manage things, haven't you? You've got to make sure there's a tick in the old box, so to speak. <laughs> Oh, I thought she said you make you have to make sure you have a chicken in the no, box. No, a chicken, a chicken in each box. Like, I don't know what you're you know, your mind. Like. Oh, watch out! That's gross. Right, sorry. Um, you but have to no, you know. Box. So you know, you try to balance things and make sure you're, you know, keeping yourself available as a woman. That doesn't speak for yourself. <laughs> So basically, luckily we had somebody looking after Albert for a little while. Um, so we we um, they said, you know, you, you two are tired. Why don't you go and have a little nap or whatever? So and my husband and myself went upstairs and had a little nap. A little nap. Oh yeah. Things are just starting to get like we're having a nap, and uh, we're starting to to enjoy our nap, so to speak. And then I realised that I've got the um, monitor on oh. right next to me. Not only that, but the person looking after our son downstairs is his grandma. Oh, oh. awkward. Ooh. Oh, dear. I know. You look shocked too, Albert. Yes. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I thought of the monitor just in time. Well, I don't mean... Oh, OK. Was it, was it his, your husband's mum or your mum? Not that it makes well, a great well, deal of difference. Well, basically, I want to just keep it as grandma so that neither of them that Len listens uh, to this knows which one it was. OK. You see right, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Because you probably is... just thought something had got very saucy on the arches. <laughs> and all of a sudden we go, what's happening there? <laughs> so awkward and out of the goodness of the heart said, yeah, go and have a nap and then we're there. Taking oh, advantage. I'd be tempted to try and get out of it by, by, by be like, I'd be like, oh... Oh yeah, you've nearly you've nearly finished putting that shelf up. Oh, oh yeah, well oh, done. Yeah, that oh. looks great. Yeah, great. oh, I've got a splinter in my toe. Yeah. Oh, get it out! Hammer it harder! Hammer it harder! <laughs> oh, thank you, Jessica. That's no a problem. wonderful confession. Thank you, anonymous listener, for sending yours. And yeah, please keep sending in your scummy mummy confessions to scummy mummies podcast at gmail.com. Yes, or you can message us on the Facebook. It's scummy mummies pod. 
Podcast? Podcast. Scouting Bobby's podcast at Facebook. Uh, and also, you can write to us at Downton Abbey, London, <laughs> SE23.itv.com. Right. We are on the Twitter at Scummy Mummies. That's how we found you, isn't it? It is. We found you on the Twitter at Jessica Pidsley. Stalkers. Is that yeah. right? At Jess Pidsley, but more parenting stuff at Mother Courage. At Mother Courage. Okay. Mother with an A. Yeah. Mother with an A and, and a U. U. Well, I think that's about it, isn't it, Helen? That's it. Thank you very much for coming to see us, Jessica. Oh, it's been lovely. Absolutely delightful. And oh. thank you very much, Albert, for providing some <laughs> thank ambience. You, Albert. There. And thank you guys for feeding him constantly during the podcast. Oh, oh not at all. You know, I, you know, I will have to go and buy another hundred weight of fish fingers <laughs> after this is over. But no, it's been lovely to have both of you. Thank you very much for coming. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. You perhaps don't know what you're doing, but the truth is none of us do. We're all making it up as we go along, and the human race has done all right, with a few exceptions. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.